0: Welcome to episode 6 of Housekeeping with Elk and Meerkat. I'm a meerkat.
1: And I'm Elk.
0: <laughs> and this episode is called The Socratic Method. And we're apparently in for a doozy because recording... Was <laughs>
1: rough last time. We did like half the episode and then we realized that the uh, the program was not recording our audio. We're so. having
0: issues. So let's just get through this, shall we?
1: <laughs> yes. Uh, any... Uh announcements before we get started? <laughs>
0: um, Neither of us are doctors. Nothing that we say should be taken as medical advice. Um.
1: Also, I've got a list of uh, content and I, trigger I warnings for this one. Um, First one is for mental illness, uh, specifically schizophrenia. That's one of the main pieces of this one. Um, alcoholism is another big one that is discussed. And as a result of those two things, we also... Go into discussions of uh, child endangerment and removal from a home, which can be a very sensitive topic. And then the last one, uh, last time we recorded that I forgot to mention, was um, there's a brief discussion of childhood like body shaming mm-hmm. and weight control yes. from parents. So if those aren't your cup of tea, uh, we'll catch you later, I guess. That's fine. Catch you completely next completely understand. Okay.
0: I think that's about it. Were you going to tell us kind of what the Socratic method is?
1: Yeah, so um, the uh, name of this episode is kind of, uh, it has a double meaning. Um, The first being that uh, Socrates was believed by many, or is believed by many, to have suffered from schizophrenia, so um, that kind of works there. Uh, Also, the Socratic method, excuse me, is... um, Very much the way that House and his team do their differential diagnosis. Um, Originally, the way it was set up, uh, Socrates kind of released these, I don't even know what you would call them. I I guess they're almost just like snippets of conversation. Mm -hmm. Um, Typically, the way it goes is you have a master and a pupil, or mentor, apprentice, that kind of thing. Um, The master poses a question, and the... uh, The pupil tries to present an answer or a position, and then the master then comes in and asks questions, tries to poke holes in it, and the pupil has to defend their position. And it ends when uh, either the student can't answer a question, or the master has no more questions. Their questions are sufficiently answered.
0: Kind of like a thesis. Exactly. It's, It's a debate... But, like, a brainstorming, cooperative yeah. debate. It, there
1: isn't really a winner or a loser. Right. In the end, everyone benefits from it. Yeah, so, It should
0: be stimulating your your thinking.
1: Yeah, so in the case with, like, House and his team, it would be, okay, he writes all the symptoms up on the board, and one of them, maybe Foreman throws out, okay, it could be this, and instead of it just being House, the way, because it's more than two people, Cameron may chime in and be like, no, it can't be that because of this, and they all sort of just go in a circle throwing things out until they land on something that satisfies everything on the board. And House has no more questions. No one else has any more questions. They land on something. They're like, okay, now this is the the thing that's got some solid footing that we can now pursue. So yeah. that's uh, that's kind of the, the name of this and why they named it that, I guess.
0: Oh, that's great. I love that. Oh, yeah. Wonderful.
1: <laughs> um,
0: so who do we know?
1: Oh boy, uh, you might know a few, and you might not, because that's how it works every single week. I don't know anybody. Okay. <laughs> um, okay, so this episode, we have Stacy Edwards as Lucy Palmero, the primary patient. Um, I didn't recognize her from anything. I thought she looked really familiar, but I think maybe she just has one of those faces. Should we bring them in? That's
0: not ours, that's the neighbor's.
1: I know, but they may be barking specifically because of our dogs.
0: Yeah, we can pause it and go down mineral. Yeah. Be back. One momento. And we're back.
1: And we're back. Okay, so I'm gonna start that over. Uh first we have Stacy Edwards as Lucy Palmero, the primary patient. Um again she looks kinda of familiar, but um for as many TV roles as she's had, she's been an actress since the eighties. I didn't recognize her from anything in particular. Uh, but lots of popular, pop popular, popular TV shows. Yeah, so, popular trees. Yeah. Popular trees, of course. Uh, next we have Aaron. It's either Himmelstein or Heimelstein as Luke Palmero, the patient's son and caretaker. Um, I recognize him as young Austin Powers from Goldmember. Wonderful. Um, he plays Red on All the Boys Love Mandy Lane. Mm-hmm. Uh huh. He is, uh, S.H.I.E.L.D. Specialist Cameron Klein on, uh, what is it, Captain America, Winter Soldier, and Avengers Age of Ultron. Um, and then the one I definitely recognized him from, but didn't realize I recognized him from, was, uh, he was Jeremy Simmons on Community. Yup. The, uh, that's the episode where Annie convinces Jeff to, uh, take part in a debate with City College. Um, he is their primary opponent, uh, moving on we have l l boy al espinoza <laughs> as dr wells El al espinoza as dr wells uh the er doctor who initially has lucy's case he's not really in the episode for very long um he's kind of in the same boat as stacy edwards he's got a bunch of tv roles but i didn't recognize him um then we have John Prosky or Prosky as Dr. Bergen, the surgeon who uh, works on Lucy later in the episode. Um, he has a role as David Finch on True Blood, uh, Senator Gibson on Scandal, and then Dr. Fuller on Ouija: Origin of Evil. That's that's yeah. right up that's right up our alley. Um, we then have Sonia Eddy as Sally, who is Lucy's social worker. Um, she plays Tammy on Those Who Can't deb on fresh off the boat and wanda on Pee Wee's big holiday i've no thanks yeah eh. i've watched some fresh off the boat yeah. but not enough to recognize no, no thanks to Holiday holidays oh yeah for sure <laughs> um, we then have pat music as trina wyatt who is one of the uh people that works with um child protective services uh she doesn't do a lot of live acting she's done a bunch of voiceover work though um She's worked on several different iterations of uh Rugrats. She did Batman the Animated TV show as well as some other DC TV shows.
0: Do you, do you know by chance like who she voiced in Rugrats?
1: I don't think she was a main character. I think okay. she was just like a side character gotcha. in that. Um she wasn't like Dill or anything like that.
0: That's in this episode she has such a obvious voice that yeah. like I feel like if I heard her, but of course she could just be doing that voice for the this character. role. So that's yeah. I was just wondering.
1: Um, she was also on Veggie Tales. Don't know which veg- vegetable, so can't do anything there. Um, <laughs> she was uh, a voice for the movie Mr. Peabody and Sherman. And then she was on An American Tale, which I just, I know it came first, but I just consider it the prequel to Five Will Goes West, which is the better one. Yes. And they, yes, they did go west in the first one, but they went. They
0: went Weester.
1: Weester. More, more westerner. In the second one. Moving okay, on. Okay, so... Uh, David Ve or V, as Clark, who is one of um, House's clinic patients. Mm-hmm. He is the vice principal on My Friend Dahmer. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. Detective Linker on Dexter. Um, I don't think that was, like, a, a huge role. It, it may have been for a season or a few episodes in a season, but I, I don't remember that one off the top of my head. Um, and he is a paratrooper on Saving Private Ryan. There's, like... A lot of them, hundreds of people, in Saving Periturum Private Ryan,
0: number three hundred and forty-three. Yeah,
1: so I, you might be able to pick him out. I didn't want to sit there for three hours and trying to figure out which one he was. I don't blame you. Uh We have Lilah Lane as uh, Terry, who is the mother of a particular clinic, clinic patient. Um, she's had a lot of TV roles too. I didn't recognize her, even though she's been in some shows I've watched. She played Nathan Petrelli's political aide on Heroes. And then she had a role as Maggie on 24. I've watched both of those shows. Doesn't ring a bell. And then last, we have Veronica Lee as Wendy, who is the daughter of uh, Terry. And um, IMDb said she hasn't been on anything else. So if you recognize her, you got it wrong. Maybe you recognize (laughs) her in real life. I don't know. I'm not a doctor. So there we go. That's everybody. That's every single person you see in this episode
0: ever um did we do it we didn't do a plot summary we kind of told them what's what's going on but
1: a plot summary here we go uh a scratch method the case of a schizophrenic mom with a deadly disease and her teenage son who have traded caretaking roles, holds special interest for dr house
0: spoiler alert she doesn't have schizophrenia
1: yeah that ain't it that ain't it bruh
0: sure sure it. sure
1: enough sure (laughs) it. sure sure enough sure are we doing british or
0: oh i (laughs) (laughs) don't lucas don't listen to this Um... (laughs) okay do you want to get
1: let's jump right into the i've
0: got um quite a few pages notes so let's go yeah let's do it
1: all right so uh plot starts we uh scene we see lucy and luke (laughs) (laughs) sitting at the uh, social work office trying to get lucy's um health benefits renewed um she is on i guess like public health stuff like, mm-hmm. like that so Some she's a sort of disability diagnosis. yeah so yep. she's trying to get those renewed and luke's helping her out with it luke um takes care of her he keeps very good notes on ridiculous notes. yeah on her history on exactly what she's taking when she's taking it what he's given her to eat all of that stuff so it's obvious he has taken on this major caretaking role for her um Lucy's demonstrated to be hearing voices that are compelling her to do things or, um, making her paranoid. Like, uh, mm-hmm. one of them is telling her that I know you killed the cat and now you're going to kill this thing. Like mm-hmm. horrible voices Selling in her head. things out loud. Yeah. No she, impulse control. Yeah. She, she ends up telling the social worker to her face that she's fat. Like she's very, uh, unable to control what's in her head coming out of her mouth. Um, so Lucy starts to get a pain in her leg, um, which we find out later is from a deep th- vein thrombosis. Uh, Luke tries to calm her down by giving her one of those little bottles of vodka. It's like two ounces or something real small, just to kind of calm her nerves and, and keep her, keep her quiet. Um, cause he's trying to get her to sign this, uh, this form so they yeah, can leave. basically and trying to get it.
0: in and out as, as easily as possible. Yeah.
1: Not give them any concerns. Um. But it doesn't end up working because this DVT throws a clot into her heart where it travels to her lungs, and she stops breathing, so she collapses. So, what do we got so far?
0: So, very basic schizophrenia definition. Um Because this is a huge spectrum disease, thankfully. I'm glad it is. It didn't used to be spectrum, right? It they used to they, just they be... really
1: just lumped them into you or this. Like, right. schizophrenia covered a bunch, but then they started to, yeah, recognize there's some very specific uh, attributes um, and they are specific enough and showing up enough that we think this is a different thing. So they started throwing it in there and finding where on the spectrum of schizophrenia you are.
0: I'm very glad that we're um, paying more attention to mental disorders. I will also say that in this episode, we do see a lot of people with mental disorders being treated differently and being written off and it gets my blood boiling yep. because that is a very real thing that happens. So I'm just going to say that now so that I don't <laughs> go off about it later, but I hate it. I'm
1: sure we'll go off a bit on, at the probably. end of this.
0: Oh, I will when we get to treatment. Okay. So schizophrenia in a very small nutshell, this is a long-term mental disorder. Um, it is, I, I think I'd literally probably copy and pasted this because I just wanted to throw it out there. So, It is involving a breakdown in the relation between thought, emotion, and behavior. It leads to faulty perception, inappropriate actions, and feelings, withdrawal from reality and personal relationships into fantasy and delusion, and a sense of mental fragmentation. So, yeah. Schizophrenia at a very baseline is you are removed from reality, and you are living in a fantasy world. I think the media portrays it most of the time as hearing voices um, just a, a crazy person around. if you down hallucinate
1: you have schizophrenia basically yeah
0: yeah um, which there's plenty of things that make you hallucinate so a deep vein thrombosis a DVT so this is a blood clot that turns into a solid state so maybe it's just been in there building up um, you know blocking blocking off that vein
1: you've got like a lot of a lot of clots and clotting traveling through your veins at any one time, but it's when a lot of them start to bunch together and block off flow. Actually block it off, right.
0: Um, So that's a DVT, and this is going to be normally in your thigh or calf. It can happen in other places. Um, And then the pulmonary embolism that she ends up having, so this happens when a, it can happen in a couple ways, but most of the time it's a piece of that DVT breaks off, and ends up in the arteries of your lungs and ends up blocking it. It doesn't have to block it. Um, It could be small enough to get in there and just kind of chill. It's still going to cause problems, but in her case it completely blocked it, which is why she collapses, because she can't breathe. Um, So untreated, an acute pulmonary embolism has a mortality rate of about 30%, which is really high. Um,
1: Especially for something so... You like, can't sudden. stop it. Yeah. yeah, it just happens. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's kind
0: of like an aneurysm. It's just all of a sudden, there we go. Um, if a pulmonary embolism is diagnosed and treated, you're still looking at about an 8% mortality rate. And about 10% of people that this happens to where it breaks off, it goes to the lungs, and it completely blocks it, about 10% die instantly. Because it's it's that impactful. Um we're not going to get too far into this, but maybe we'll do an episode about it at some point. But Patreon
1: elk, bonus. if we ever have one?
0: Yeah. Um, elk was diagnosed at the ripe age of 30 a couple of weeks before our wedding with a three-foot blood clot. Yes, mm-hmm. three feet. Um, three-foot blood clot that pieces had broken off and gone to both lungs. Um, had and, a
1: little wiggly piece trying to break off and go to my heart.
0: Yep. That they literally caught like as they were opening him up for surgery, um so now he has lots of filters and stents and had lots of surgeries, and it was super great, and the medical bills were awesome, and we just really love it,
1: yeah, now so, I'm on blood thinners for the rest for of my life. life, so that's yeah which we'll talk about I, that's a lot of fun too.
0: They really don't talk too much about blood thinners in here, they're kind of like yeah starter on heparin, which is blood thinner, um, and then that's about it, yeah, um, I would like to. Well, I'm going to throw it in here instead of talking about it later in treatment, but she will probably be on blood thinners for the rest of her life, um, because she, maybe not the rest of her life, but for a while, blood thinners are expensive, as we know all yeah. too well, um, if we didn't have any sort of assistance with it, um, Alex's medication would be about $800 a month, um, which is and just And mine
1: not... is, mine is a really low dose, too. Yeah. Like, one of the lowest you yeah. can have, and so. he will be
0: on it for life, um, but... Yeah. combination
1: of reasons one the the filter they put in me can't be removed and right. it, it acts like a, a sink drain um block yeah. or whatever it's supposed to keep stuff from getting into the pipes but it can become a problem if it catches too much and because they never for me found out what was causing my clotting
0: you could still be clotting and we wouldn't know. yeah
1: we wouldn't know so
0: anyways so that's our little we we've got a a nice connection to this <laughs> uh, little
1: personal <laughs> little horror corner. Yeah, that's
0: my horror corner, (laughs) really.
1: (laughs) Um, And then uh, I want to throw out too, um, when I was in school for psychology and we were learning about schizophrenia um, and really just that cluster of uh, disorders, um, we found out the way that schizophrenia works in your brain in terms of the imbalances it causes, the way your neurotransmitters work is kind of the exact opposite of how Parkinson's does. So Parkinson's um basically your neurotransmitters aren't firing as much which is what causes the twitches and and all of that in your brain like things just aren't making a connection like they're supposed to but in schizophrenia it's overloaded That makes a lot of sense it's like like, just completely flooded with stuff not not cool in a cool way so (laughs) it's it's not exactly correct um to say that parkinson's is part of the the spectrum because it's really not but it's almost Um, like complete
0: opposite ends yeah
1: yeah when and that's that makes sense you're you're gonna find that no matter what if you have too much of it of one thing you're gonna get this if you have too little you're gonna get this right i
0: mean it's just a deficiency in toxicity yeah but in like electrical impulses instead of say a vitamin yeah exactly that's
1: really cool so um my notes don't want to unlock here Okay, so moving on, um, we go to House, who's in the ER waiting room. He always happens to be in the right place, every time. He's always in the right spot. Weird how that happens. Yeah, weird, convenient, you might say. Um, but he's in there uh, reading newspaper, avoiding cutting clinic work, as per usual. Um, and he overhears Luke meeting with Dr. Wells, the ER doctor, uh, who tells um, Luke that Lucy had the pulmonary embolism um we find out now that Luke's father is dead he tries to lie and say oh no he's on his way but then he says no never mind he's he's dead i take care of my mom now just tell me what's going on so the doctor tells him well her bac her blood alcohol content level was 0. 0.12 which is really high, especially for two ounces of vodka.
0: Yeah, because he... Doesn't he say, like, no, I gave her two ounces earlier? Yeah, he
1: says, I gave her two ounces. Gonna, That's the last time I gave her stuff for the past three days. I'm so, going to
0: look up how many ounces it would actually take to get to that while you talk.
1: Yeah, okay. Um, so, the uh, Luke isn't convinced it's an alcohol problem, but the doctor seems fairly convinced um, that uh, Lucy is an alcoholic. Um Hal steps in and sort of sarcastically starts telling Luke, well, he's a doctor. You have to listen to him. He's not just going to tell you this stuff without verifying it. Of course, he did all these tests. He checked her varices and scoped her esophagus to verify that it was alcoholism. Because one, or two, or even three symptoms, even if they look a certain way, may not point to one conclusion. Like, her alcohol level being that high um, combined with a DVT doesn't mean she's an alcoholic. cirrhosis um, is something that, oh, that means alcoholism, but that can happen for a lot of reasons, and House suggests that they uh, look at her varices and scope her esophagus to look for damage to those uh, those vessels so there in is. there. Yeah, um, um, Which, obviously, the doctor didn't do, so he ends up referring House the case.
0: I'm guessing on her weight, um, but it would take probably about five drinks within an hour for her to have that blood alcohol level.
1: It's like five of those bottles or
0: um probably a little less. If those are two ounce, um when you're looking at blood alcohol level it's when it's hard liquor it's one point five ounces. Mm-hmm. So it just depends on how big that bottle is and her weight. There's a there's a few factors, but it would take more than that one bottle.
1: More sure. than essentially a, a large shot to yeah. get her to yeah. that point. Um so yeah house takes the uh takes the case. Uh so we don't jump into we take a dump. No, we jump into the differential diagnosis.
0: Getting real personal.
1: We take yeah. it up right. Rough sex. Uh, Jesus L- Lucy is uh, thirty-eight years old. She has no previous symptoms for DVT. Um, and House says, "Oh, thirty-eight is way too young for her to have a DVT." That's bullshit. But
0: I mean, it is too young. You are just also way something too young.
1: Something weird. Um, Foreman says, "No, oh, she's not necessarily too young. I mean, it could." that can be caused by trauma, obesity, diabetes. There's a lot of things that can cause a DVT at that age. Um, but House points out she doesn't have any of those. There's been no trauma. She's not obese. She's not diabetic. She doesn't have any of those problems. Um, Foreman says, well, I mean, why don't we just put her on IV, heparin overnight and send her home tomorrow? Um, which is what they wanted to do for my clot too, that apparently putting you on high dosage, uh, or I guess high concentration blood thinners uh, keeping you overnight to make sure that you're okay and then send you home is pretty common for some DVTs.
0: Yeah, I mean, they pretty much want to blast it, and they didn't say for her specifically. So, like, with yours, it was huge, so it was a little bit different. Um, But, you know, they did the, the MRIs and testing and stuff, and they could see exactly where it was, so they actually put in a line into that Yeah. Like they weren't fucking around. (laughs) Yeah. They weren't like, oh, we're just going to pump this through your whole body, which obviously it's still going to go there. But they straight up were just pumping it into the blood clot.
1: With how big mine was, if they wanted to just pump it into my body. Um, I would have had to have been there a long time. I mean, it's like trying to get You're an ambulance <laughs> an ambulance through a traffic jam. The more cars in the traffic jam, the harder it's going right. to be to get through the whole Which thing. Is why so
0: they eventually just cut yours open. Yeah, and they shove
1: like... something directly in the middle of it but to dissolve her... it. If it's smaller, you could yeah. probably blast it with something. It would dissolve the edges, and then as it carried through the bloodstream, it would keep dissolving. Yeah,
0: I feel like they would probably still keep her longer than a night. Maybe not. Who knows? Yeah. But... Well, lots of people know. Tell
1: us, yeah, oh, do. we don't know.
0: We're not doctors. What the hell do you yeah, want from us,
1: man? We've we already told you that. How many times do I have to teach you this lesson, old man?
0: I just realized my microphone has been slowly falling. It's in my lap now.
1: I didn't realize how low it got. Oh boy! I'll try to scoot it back up there a little bit. Um, so um, House also points out the fact that she is schizophrenic. Um, it's the bottom one points out the fact that she's schizophrenic, but says it's irrelevant to what caused her DVT. You're loosening it. <laughs> <laughs> um This
0: is what it's like to live with me, if anybody wondered.
1: So he tells his team that it's um, irrelevant, but when he's talking to Wilson privately after this, he says, actually, I don't know if it's irrelevant. We just don't know a whole lot about schizophrenia. Um, he talks to Wilson about how they used to treat schizophrenics. Um, Galen, 2,000 years ago, treated schizophrenia by fumigating the vagina which also only works in i guess women because you can't fumigate otherwise i don't know it, it's not a good one but house also points out that treatment of mental uh illness hasn't really advanced all that much it hasn't
0: gotten much better um on that vagina note can we pause so I can fix my <laughs> yeah, mic?
1: i'll go ahead and fix it we'll be right back <laughs>
0: Hey right, guys, the universe does not want this episode to get recorded.
1: <laughs> we fix audio problems, and we get entirely new ones.
0: All okay, right. So, so. Uh,
1: back to it, yeah. Um, House is discussing all of the ways we treat mental illness now, or more recently, I guess, like electroshock therapy, padded walls, and lobotomies and stuff. So, in terms of mental illness, he's kind of cynically pointing out we we haven't really advanced all that much we think we're so much more advanced in treatment and we're just not
0: well and even the meds that we get for mental illness there are some great ones out there there's also some that are not so great and there's a lot that are out there that most doctors maybe not most but a lot of doctors don't understand how they work and it's a work in progress yeah it's hopefully it keeps getting
1: better trial and error and unfortunately patients end up being the guinea pigs for that trial and error um House brings up uh, some interesting things that I didn't know. Uh, He does point out that Socrates was believed to have schizophrenia. Uh, He brings up Isaac Newton as well, which Mm -hmm. I did not know. And then he mentions the guitarist for Pink Floyd, uh, Sid Barrett. Sid Barrett. Who he may or may not have. Apparently he did a lot of LSD, so that could be the cause of hallucinations and all of that. But uh, he may or may not have had schizophrenia as well.
0: Joan of Arc was also schizophrenic
1: there we go
0: that was a really fascinating if you ever want to get into the mind of a it people like to hey look at this you know female hero there was some stuff going on if you if you want to deep dive on that it's a really interesting
1: one yeah absolutely okay so um house ends up going to talk to lucy which you know rare for him he doesn't like speaking to patients but uh, he has Luke leave the room um, to go get him a Reuben sandwich. That's my boy. Um, with no pickles. Which with is no also pickles. What you would do. Dry. Mm-hmm. Um, Cold. Yeah. He he wants, I found out dry means he wants to make sure that the sauerkraut has been wrung out. Right. So it doesn't yeah. make the bread soggy, which is what I, I prefer to. I did not know that. Yeah. That's a new fact for me. But I also don't usually get sauerkraut, or if I do, it's very little. Love homemade sauerkraut. Well, you know, that's that's your opinion. That's, you're, a you're, you're <laughs> that's a choice that you made. Um so once uh once Luke leaves the room, um, House tries to gauge her level of mental functioning. Um, I guess her level of lucidity. Ha, ah, her name's Lucy. In the sky. Lucy Diddy.
0: Oh right, that's what
1: you're okay. Right, there we go. Um and he also wants to see if he can get from her without Luke in the room uh, how much she actually drinks. Um, so, uh, while he's doing this, Foreman is standing out in the hall with Chase, kind of watching, and he's just astounded that House actually wants to have this patient to talk to her, all that. He just doesn't get it because, according to him, he says, why would House want to treat a patient who has no concept of reality or rationality when those are things that House very much values? Um, and Chase, who's been with House a little bit longer than Foreman has, says, well, I mean, yeah, that's true, but House also just likes interesting people, and he finds mentally ill people fascinating. It's it's a much more difficult puzzle for him, so that's why he's doing this. Um, so after he speaks with Lucy for a while, uh, he comes back to the team um, with some news. He says, Lucy hasn't shaved her legs in two months due to her tremors. Um, Chase points out that She's probably had those tremors A whole lot longer than two months So uh, something must have changed If she stopped shaving her legs And House says I'm thinking it must be How much she bleeds when she accidentally Cuts herself Um, She probably cut herself before But you know little Nick it'll stop bleeding After a minute or two But if she's been bleeding a whole lot And it's not stopping Well then something's going on She's not clotting properly so he orders um, blood work for clotting studies. Um, he specifically orders uh, PT, PTT, factor five, and protein CNS uh, tests. Um, he also asks them to take her off of the psych meds so that he can remove confounding variables so they can see kind of what her baseline is. Um, that way they'll know, okay, what is uh, being masked by those meds. Um, at this point also, Cameron privately, uh, reveals that she knows it's house's birthday, which he seems surprised to hear. Um, so yeah, let's talk about all that fun stuff.
0: Yeah. So, clotting studies, um, the letters that you were throwing out there are individual tests. Oh, willy nilly. In, yes, (laughs) they're individual tests in clotting studies. So, Clotting study is looking at the clotting of the blood. So it's a coagulation test. Um, so you're looking at PT, which is prom, uh, prothrombin time. Activated partial thromboplastin time, which is APTT. And then thrombin time, which is TT.
1: Every time you say that, I just think of S- step in time from Mary Poppins.
0: Never seen it. <laughs> oh my oh no.
1: um,
0: Factor five <laughs> is a so factor 5 causes a problem with factor 5 there we go causes um a disorder which makes you like hypercoagulate so clot um and it's a hereditary thing so you can have like a mutation with factor 5 is basically what they're looking for with that one
1: so that one's like a an actual like genetic disorder
0: mm-hmm. um protein c and s they are looking for deficiencies really so these are both vitamin k dependent factors um and they will mess with the clotting of like factor five and factor eight so so it like, all goes together
1: when you say they're um vitamin k dependent like their activation their functionality mm-hmm. is dependent on yes. your vitamin k they yes. kind of interact that way yes. okay
0: um and in a little bit they're going to say that she had a prolonged pt time that means the blood was taking too long to clot
1: so clearly something wrong with so with her she body had and her a blood
0: clot but now she's not clotting yeah so which can happen you Yeah. can you can have both ends of clotting disorders at the same time which i think is really
1: interesting which is also horrifying because like your blood is clotting too much but it's also because your blood is thin it's those clots are traveling mm-hmm. really fast so yeah. your body's both lubing up your veins and just don't like that don't. throwing rocks into them so i ugh, i don't i don't like that and uh i'll point out um i don't know if this is the same for everyone but when i had all these clotting studies done they took like 19 vials of blood it they was a lot. so much blood a lot, a lot. so um we jump into uh Foreman trying to get Lucy's blood to do these studies and she panics. Uh she ends up spitting on him, she's fighting with the orderlies, and instead of physically restraining her, um he decides to give decides to give her five milligrams of Haldol mm-hmm. and um they inject it in her to calm her down, um against both her wishes and Luke's wishes. So and houses' wishes in houses. So, do you have anything on Haldol or anything like that? Um,
0: a little bit. Haldol is haloperidol, um, and it's actually a schizophrenia schizophrenia medication. Um, Different dosages, obviously different usages. You're not going to have it in an IV when you're doing that. It is something that's used as a sedative. Um, Also, like, House... Because Foreman says, like, oh, did you want me to tire down? And House is like, yeah, if that's what it took. Um, Obviously, I don't know their hospital's rules, but like at the rehab hospital um we did not use any physical restraints we did not have any period Mm -hmm. um like in the entire hospital which was sometimes a problem and we actually had codes you know that we could call for combative patients and stuff and yep sometimes you just gotta throw some huddle in there to calm their asses down because they're biting and kicking and punching you and you're not allowed to physically restrain them right
1: which i mean that kind of makes sense it on the one hand, being able to do your job, it can, go it both can make ways. it difficult. But on the other, there's, people can hurt themselves a in those factor, restraints. For sure. Yeah.
0: Well, and but if they're not restrained, they could hurt
1: themselves. Yeah. As well. So, so yeah, it, it can go both ways on that one, just like me. Hey I don't have a foghorn sound. Burr, burr, a bear burr, burr, horn. Burr. Here we go. Um, and uh, yeah, as, as far as uh, speaking with House um, later about it, Foreman and him are kind of going back and forth. Um... He is mad. House is mad because Haldol uh, messes with your mental functioning. It's a schizophrenia medication. And because (laughs) it does that, they specifically took her off the psych meds so they could figure out what her level of function is. Well, Haldol's going to screw with that. So he's mad that he gave gave her a psych med when they specifically were supposed to be taking her off psych meds. However, he does end up saying that he believes... um, Foreman didn't mess up the blood test by giving her Haldol or whatever. He kind of relents on that and says, you know, I get it. Um, I believe that your blood tests were correct. Uh, the results were correct, that you didn't screw this up. So,
0: Also, I was going to go into, like, how long Haldol's in the system. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not going to get into details on it, but it will be there for a bit. Quite a while. Yeah, it'll keep her calm for a little bit. I'm assuming they didn't do any subsequent dosing, um, but, like, she'll... It, now they're gonna have to wait for that to flush back out of her system i guess yeah but they just took her off the other it's not a big deal honestly yeah they, they make just it irritated. the
1: the bigger deal i suppose in this one would be that um it went against hers and luke's wishes right. uh which if but you again know, you're getting into safety yeah so so yeah it's there's a lot of difficult stuff there if if it was like a you know religious thing or something oh I don't take things that alter my mind or something like that. You can't really treat a patient who says I don't want that treatment. Yeah. Um but, you know, obviously your safety and other safety comes into so there's a lot of juggling to do there. Um so uh while this is happening, House sees a clinic patient whose <laughs> mother brought her in for strep. Um tests are negative and House knew they would be negative uh because she doesn't have any symptoms of strep. But he did the tests just to, in his mind, appease the mom. And because he said it was easier to take those tests or to do those tests than it was to explain to her that nothing was wrong with her kid. So, um, he suspects she brought, uh, her daughter in for a different reason. Um, the mom ends up saying that, uh, her daughter is overweight and should get a sugar-free cake for her birthday so that she can get her weight under control. Um... House sort of makes fun of the mom at this point and just, um, takes what she's trying to do to her daughter to an extreme level. He, he lists off uh, all the problems sugar can cause, um, you know, diabetes, obesity, heart problems, all that stuff to like really scare the kid. And the mom's like, well, that's, that's not fair. Come on. And he's like, oh no, no, I'm, I'm, you know, this is this what is you what want. Wanted. So, um, by the end of it, after kind of making her look silly, he Says, buy the kid a cake.
0: Buy the uh, kid a damn ice cream yeah, cake. Yeah.
1: Buy the kid a damn, damn ice cream cake, and I don't know. I that's such a frustrating thing because she really is portrayed as the sort of mom who wants the perfect daughter, you know, the the yep. perfect looked looking one pageant daughter style thing. And the kid clearly doesn't want that. So,
0: right. well, and, and even if the kid does want that and is on track with that and is like, hell yeah, I want to do pageants and like I like dressing up and doing stuff. Yeah. Eating one birthday cake, she ain't even gonna eat the damn cake, the entire cake, yeah. is not going to change things. Everything in moderation. Yes, your child does not need to be eating McDonald's every damn day, and should have healthy options available to them, and I have lots of feelings on this, and I also don't have kids, so you know what? Come at me. <laughs>
1: um,
0: I'm not saying that I would be perfect and my kids would have three home-cooked meals a day, because I wouldn't, honestly, but... That one ice cream cake isn't going to kill her child.
1: Well, and not to mention, if this is just, you know, a snapshot of their relationship, like, I get the feeling that this mother probably shames her daughter for a lot of things, and that can cause some real fucking lasting damage. eating disorders. Yeah.
0: They can come from mom, they can come from boyfriends, they can come from teachers, they can come from anyone, because your child is exposed to a lot of people, and if they're putting these negative thoughts into their head from the time they're that young... They're going to have issues.
1: And this this kid appears, I'd say, at least to probably be prepubescent. So not even going through puberty yet. There's a lot of issues with this. I hate it. Thanks. So so after this, uh, Luke confronts House about forming, giving Lucy uh, Haldol. Um, Luke specifically says that when um, Lucy gets it, she says it makes her soul numb which is that sentence
0: sad. breaks my heart. Yeah. Like because this woman isn't schizophrenic, but she's obviously not like she is functioning mentally okay, but she can't get it out and like thinking about her son being told by his mom like don't give me that it makes my soul numb, just hurts me. Really. Yeah. Sucks. And I don't like it
1: yeah and that's another one of those things about like medications for mental illness, like sure sometimes they can get a certain aspect of it under control, but many times they have a negative effect too, you know, well, and
0: this obviously isn't the first time she's been put on it, yeah she, she, she knows, knows that
1: it she knows what it does to her, and she doesn't like it. I also say this is at this point Luke says, Um, I hired you, you work for me, which uh, I, the ability to choose which doctor you have is. <laughs>
0: I tried to fix it.
1: Don't is fix it sliding it. again? Yes,
0: or... it was in my lap again. Can I just set it in my lap?
1: Yeah, as long as you don't need to shift stuff around, or you could probably even put it on the table if you. Well, that's what I was gonna do, but yeah, it got right. really loud. Yeah. Um. Here, we're gonna pause it for a sec so she can Sorry. put it on the table.
0: <laughs> So this definitely isn't the first time that she's been given this, and it like I don't you know it makes you wonder did she tell a doctor this at some point, and they just refused to bother taking her off it or like kept giving it to her anyway, so just I don't like it,
1: especially because they automatically jump to schizophrenia, right um as far as Luke think, I hired you, you work for me like on oh, the one hand I, I I get. <laughs> You do get to choose your doctors to some extent. Like, if you don't like a doctor, you can get a different one. You That's what happens with my can, yeah. hematologist, some of my uh, psychiatrists. Like, yeah. I've, you, you jump to different. But at the same time, that attitude is really frustrating because, on the other hand, Luke came to house.
0: Well, you have to remember also he's a child. Yeah. he He's not thinking like... A rational adult. He's he's literally a child.
1: <laughs> yeah, he's he's trying to to pull what he thinks is an adult thing to say, and right. it's it's not really that. Um, we drop in on uh, Luke reading his mom her praise by William Butler Yeats. I, I tr- Yeats. Yeats. Uh, I I read some of it. I don't know exactly how the subject matter and, and what's contained in that work uh pertains to this episode or maybe lucy's life in particular if you're more familiar with the work please let us know how how it connects i mean
0: it comes up multiple times yeah they, like, they, they read it That's obviously her her thing
1: yeah he reads it to her house reads it to her she ends up reading it at one point um but as he's reading it to her lucy starts projectile vomiting blood a lot of it a lot of it two units and uh unit um fun fun little tidbit um, while you're watching it, there's a, a moment where she kind of turns her head and you can actually see the hose. So, you know, she's not like really vomiting blood. It's not very realistic.
0: Wait, they faked it?
1: What? They- yes. Oh my gosh. They didn't make her swallow a gallon of blood and then throw it up.
0: So, um, later Cameron says that she lost two units of blood or Chase does. Um, so I was just going to throw out here. So you, a, a unit is about a pint. You have around 8 to 12 pints of blood in your body, just all the time. Um, after you lose about 14% of your blood, you're going to start seeing really not good side effects. Because they insinuate, you know, if this had happened at home, she would have died. It is a possibility.
1: Yeah, they say it's a good thing she was here. Yeah. Because uh, yeah, losing that much, and aside from that, if she'd been at home... It probably would have kept going, obviously. Yeah, she would have lost out more out before good. she came in. So, yeah, that's that's a lot to lose. Um, so uh we drop in on House um uh, being mad at Foreman about the Haldol and all of that. Um Chase shows up with the clotting studies which show that prolonged PT you were mentioning, um, which House thinks means she might have a vitamin K deficiency. Um Chase really doesn't want it to be vitamin K. Uh <laughs> I'm guessing it's really, really difficult to treat. Um no. or is it like, it, it would more it just be really
0: simple and he'd be mad about it. He just doesn't uh, want House to be right.
1: Oh, uh, well, that would do it. Um, Chase still thinks that alcohol is the the problem here, what's going on. So um, he wants to look at her liver. House says, okay, well, first go check her house. Um, let's look for, you know, malnourishment or something like that. Um, and then we'll check her liver. So uh, Chase and Foreman check her home and find out she's literally only eating frozen hamburgers. Um, While they're in the house, they also see how organized Luke is. Um, He has her outfits picked out for each and every day. He's got her medicine organized. He's got the house spotless.
0: This is obviously her entire life. Yes. His entire entire life
1: life is taking care of her. But um, he's only been feeding her these hamburgers because that's all she'll eat. Uh, and, um, he says, oh, well, you know, I checked out the, the, uh, nutrition on it and everything's within parameters and how says that may be, but there's essential vitamins missing from this, like vitamin K, uh, which, um, wouldn't, if she's not getting enough of that, she's going to get sick. Um, and Luke ends up having kind of a breakdown because he feels like he failed taking care of her. It's his fault that she almost died, which again, super heartbreaking for a kid to feel that much pressure and responsibility for caring Caring. um so at this point we see uh luke is kind of holding his wrist a little bit and house says oh we should get that looked at um it's just a ruse house wants to see if he can identify how old luke really is Um, he keeps saying he's 18 he keeps saying he's 18 and he's old enough to be taking care of his mom um house shows him a uh an x-ray of his um, forearm and says that I would guess that you're, you know, barely 16, barely 15, barely 15. 15 and he says, two weeks or something yeah. And he says, I, I just turned 15. So um, how, or Luke says he pretends to be 18 cause he doesn't want his mother to be institutionalized. He doesn't want to get put into foster care. It's not going to be good for anyone. And he threatens to sue um, house. If he reveals this information, cause it's quote unquote privileged. House says, first of all, that's not actually your x-ray, so he bluffed him. Um, And second of all, uh, he has no interest in doing that. He... Although, I would say he kind of has a...
0: He seems to care a little bit.
1: Yeah, he, he definitely cares about Luke Luke and, and Lucy's relationship and all that. He doesn't want to put them in a bad I, spot.
0: I feel like he just looks at him as like, holy shit, this guy could be a really good doctor if he gets a chance to actually grow up and go to school.
1: Because he keeps track of stuff so well and, and he, he's organized. He researches and, and he yeah, yeah he's interested. Um, Also, on the flip side of that, like, if a child is truly in danger, doctors have a... Uh, responsibility to report that Mm -hmm. so um i'm guessing at this point house would argue that he didn't believe that luke is really in any danger um
0: again we're getting into his ethics side which is just a shit show and a main theme of everything yeah and also this is the lie of the episode
1: the lie of the episode yes yes, is luke's age um i i feel like the lie could also be Lucy's alcohol intake, but we don't ever confirm that. No, we don't. Um, By the end of the episode, I mean, it seems obvious that she was definitely sneaking drinks because Chase talks to him a little bit later about that, but she never confirms it. There's never any, like they don't find a secret bottle or something like that. So it's just sort of assumed that that's what was going on. Maybe she was sneaking drinks or something. Um, But at this point, uh, Chase and Cameron... Do an ultrasound of Lucy's liver and find uh, some slight cirrhosis, mm-hmm. but nothing major. But then they come across a tumor. Yes. Um, Cameron immediately says it's cancer, which is not something you confirm with an ultrasound. You need to biopsy it. You need to find out if it was malignant. I can hear them, too. <laughs> Rolling around those They're little like bell three toys.
0: They're rooms away.
1: These are good microphones. Or oh, that's a really loud toy.
0: No, I, I know exactly what toy it is. We have a kitten, and he's zooming.
1: He, he zoomed. Um, yeah, uh, with it, them immediately calling it cancer, is frustrating. It could be benign. I mean, it may just be a cyst or something. Like, they immediately just say, oh, cancer. Um, Wilson says that's what caused the bleed. Um, the cirrhosis on the liver also, in Chase's mind, confirms alcoholism. But again, cirrhosis can be caused by a lot of things. Yes. So cirrhosis doesn't immediately confirm that. Um so Foreman reveals it's a uh, five point eight centimeter. Why did I want to say silometer? What the fuck is wrong with <laughs> me? <laughs> it's a five point eight centimeter uh tumor, and that's um that would be too big for their surgeon to operate on it's outside of the guidelines um guessing there's a danger in working on it if it's too big uh cameron says she should get a transplant but house says she absolutely won't get one she's on the public dole as he says uh she's listed as schizophrenic so they're not going to give um you know i guess a, a disability or welfare patient who's on who's got schizophrenia a liver instead of you know nice lovely suburban dad or something like that, so he says, no, we put it on the transplant list, she's never going to get it, so what they suggest doing is, House says they should shrink the tumor, um, if they can shrink it to a size beneath the guidelines, then they believe they can fool the surgeon into thinking it's smaller and operating on it, so they inject, I think he says it's like 95% ethanol directly into the tumor, he has Wilson do it, um, and Wilson's on board for it. Wilson wasn't like uh, strong-armed into it or anything. He he seemed very willing to jump in and try to help out. But he and Cameron inject it, and it shrinks the tumor to four point six centimeters. Um. I don't know if you you did any research on like.
0: Oh, I have a lot. You just keep guidelines. going. All right. Well, oh, we, I didn't do anything on the guidelines. Right, okay. But I do well, yeah, have let's some go with on. the
1: tumors and all that fun stuff.
0: Okay, so I'm gonna let the trash truck.
1: <laughs> Did Dude, everything like, want to be loud today?
0: I'm telling you, man. Well, just this episode a, is not meant to happen. This cursed
1: episode. Let's just have a freaking thunderstorm already <laughs> and hail.
0: So let's start with vitamin K deficiency. Yes. Um, we already talked about a few vitamin K dependent proteins, C and S. Um, so... <laughs>
1: God dang it.
0: <laughs> Holy shit. I'm so sorry.
1: Blah, blah, blah. It's so There's funny. a house being destroyed next door. <laughs>
0: um, okay, so these all have to do with coagulation, obviously, bone development, cardiovascular health. Um, if you have a deficiency, you're going to see some significant bleeding. Your bones aren't going to develop properly. Like you can get osteoporosis also. Um, and like I said, cardiovascular issues. So vitamin K is important. Um, growth plate x rays. I wanted to touch on this just a little bit. Do you happen to know? if that x-ray was of of his left or right wrist.
1: He was, I believe in the episode, he's holding his right wrist. Right.
0: That's what I thought. Okay. So when you do this, you actually look at the left. Okay. Um, which is why I was asking. I thought it was the right one, but I didn't get a chance to go back and look. So you look at the left. Um, so you're going to take an x-ray of like the wrist, the hand, the fingers, um, just a normal x-ray. And then there's an Basically, a a giant book of standards for bone development um, of children. And so it's just measured in years. Um, So your fingers and your wrist have grow zones. um, And (laughs) (laughs) isn't that
1: the the guy who has ice powers in The Incredibles? (laughs) Grow zone. Grow zone.
0: Where is my super suit? And then they have growth plates at the end. Mm -hmm. So these have special cells, not normal cells, that actually cause, like, your growth. And you can see them on an x-ray because they're soft because they're still malleable and they have less like minerals going on. So mm-hmm. they're going to be dark on the x-ray. So you can look at them and look at those growth plates and look at how big they are, where you're at, um, and compare it to this book basically to see, all right, this is how, how old this, this kid is. This is more. like an
1: age range of where they're right, at. Exactly.
0: Okay. Um, eventually these growth plates close and, like become thinner and then they just look normal on an x-ray like white
1: um, i guess or like I mean did yeah. they start turning out lighter instead of dark spots right okay yeah. they
0: just turn into normal bones instead okay. of growth plates essentially um so yeah they're gonna look at those and they can assign an age um obviously there are things that can affect this there's different diseases different there's tons of stuff I mean, going on as long with as us, we're talking this about how def- it works.
1: deficiencies like you i I know my um I don't know if they were looking at his arm or like the growth plates in your leg, but um I remember in anatomy and physiology uh that they can kind of guess your age range about when your bones start to calcify mm-hmm. and actually harden because they're you know stretching up till that point, and my little brother um while they were looking at him. They said according to his growth plates, he was gonna end up being like six foot two, so I was foot just three. about to talk about that. Um
0: and he's like my height. Yeah, he's he's
1: <laughs> like five foot three, five foot four. Yeah, he's not he's, very he's tall.
0: Like slightly taller than me. Yeah. Um I was actually gonna say that. So I yeah, they will generally look at this stuff when you have a baby and it's bullshit. Really. Yeah. Um I was supposed to be like five ten, five eleven, and I am five one. So <laughs> <laughs> that's that's it. Um cirrhosis. Mm-hmm. so this is late stage scarring or fibrosis on your liver like elk said there are tons of things that can contribute to this a lot of people probably think alcohol when they're like oh they have the," but that's not always it there is alcoholic fibrosis or cirrhosis and then non-alcoholic um once you are in advanced cirrhosis you got complications like you're already looking at Kind of a two-year life expectancy. Mm-hmm. So they say that they are seeing early stages of this in her, um, but like, yeah, they're gonna they're gonna take care of the tumor problem, but they don't address the cirrhosis problem. Yeah. Um, which she would still need a transplant for. So they kind of just brush over that. But cool. Basically, so every time your liver is damaged, it's going to try to heal itself, and that causes scarring. So that's where the cirrhosis comes from. Mm. Using ethanol to shrink a tumor. I'm not gonna talk about tumors. Um, We'll have plenty of different cancer episodes and stuff to to talk about that. Um, Again, this doesn't necessarily mean cancer. We're going to assume they did a biopsy at some point and magically found out that it was cancer because you don't just automatically assume that. But, okay. Ethanol can shrink tumors. Like, this is a real thing. Because it kind of, to me, seems like a a gimmick, right? Like, oh, we're just going to take some rubbing alcohol and boop boop doop boop Like, what?
1: that's
0: not real um, like in theory sure it's gonna sh- whatever it's a real thing um, so the ethanol we're talking about a special ethanol here okay not just 70% off the oh. Walgreens shelf um, it's going to destroy proteins and then it's going to cause the cell to dehydrate or the cells to dehydrate which is going to shrink it mm-hmm. it's also going to kill them so there's a thing called ethanol ablation um, and this is so cool to me. Like I'm getting excited. It, so before they would just use like a liquid ethanol, right? And so when they did this, it kind of spread out. And so it couldn't really be trusted because if it gets to the other cells, it's going to kill them too, yeah. which isn't good. Which
1: was, it kind of was a, what I was right. thinking whenever yeah. you mentioned it. Cause I was like, yeah, it'll shrink tumor cells. Wouldn't it just shrink any yeah, cell that you did it in into?
0: So they've come up with this alcohol gel solution kind of that actually stays in place and like, like sticks, stays where you put it <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um, stays where you put it so now they can use ethanol ablation and they have used this to cure liver cancer and like completely get rid of these tumors and it's gotten so good that its success rate is pretty damn similar to actual surgery to remove the tumor hmm. i think that is so cool
1: like that they can no just go need. in and
0: inject this, and like obviously there's tons of pros and cons to like the different types, blah blah, blah but I just thought that was really neat that that's something that they're
1: like well and it's it's interesting that they do this specific procedure just to shrink it so they can remove it surgically, whereas this treatment is an actual treatment for liver tumors right liver well, cancer
0: and I mean this is a developing thing, and the show's a little bit old and it depends on the size and there's tons of factors going on. But I just thought that was really cool that
1: that's a real thing. That is interesting.
0: Yeah. Okay. Did we talk about um, porphyria yet? No, we didn't. No, no, we haven't got it Okay, cool. Well, I'll shut up. Bye.
1: <laughs> um, okay, so uh, Cuddy confronts House in the clinic about possibly hiding something. Um, so House thinks that she knows that he did this, that he ordered them to shrink the tumor. Oh
0: also hey, super unethical to yeah, do that.
1: For sure. Um, Don't trick
0: your surgeons.
1: No. Uh he thinks she's referring to that. She's actually referring to his birthday. Um she knows it's his birthday. But because he's acting especially dodgy and sort of implies that it's something that has to do with one of his patients, she um's like, Yeah, okay, you know, yeah, it's your birthday, aha Got it, but when he walks away, she uh, asks someone to get all the files on his current patients so she can figure out what's going on. Um, at this point, House goes in and sees a, another clinic patient who has hiccups that won't go away, and he's <laughs> using all of the classic old wives' remedies for getting rid of hiccups. He's yeah. you know, drinking scared. water upside Hold down. Hold some water, yeah. blah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Um, and the most recent one he's been doing is slapping himself. So House asks him to slap himself, like demonstrate, and he has not keep doing it. You know, it's just a, a funny moment. But while he's treating him, Cuddy comes in and confronts him and says she knows. She found out that he ordered 20 cc's of ethanol and that this tumor shrunk. And she's mad because he's like, you know, there's reasons for, or she's like, there's reasons for these guidelines. There's a reason why we don't operate on tumors that big. So you tricking the surgeon isn't cool, but House rebuts with, well, those guidelines are primary, primarily there to protect doctors from, you know, getting sued or having to do work that they're not comfortable with. They're not for patients. This is just his opinion. I You could That's argue. That's just
0: like your opinion, man. Yeah,
1: bro. Um, You could argue that both ways. It is to protect doctors, but it's to protect patients, too. Those guidelines are there to protect. Be sure that people aren't doing things a, that could harm. A lot harm. of thought
0: went into it. Yeah,
1: it wasn't just oh well we would, we don't want to do that. But House has always been someone who's pushing the envelope, who's doing more dangerous and tri- dangerous and trials, um, and and all that stuff to try to treat patients. So this sort of thing is not outside his wheelhouse. Um, she isn't happy about it, but um, she doesn't inform uh, Doctor Bergen, the surgeon, about it either. Bless you, dad.
0: I tried to hold it in.
1: Um, It
0: wasn't a scream sneeze.
1: (laughs) Um, At this point, uh, Cameron goes in and talks to House about his birthday again. I think she gives him a present at this point, Uh, Um, despite him being really mean about it. I think she, like, puts something on his desk or something. But she's uh, just sitting there talking to him about his birthday. And again, he just seems kind of taken aback about it uh, it's it's obvious he doesn't really think about this particular thing all that much um but she's about
0: it. other people caring about it yeah, i think that's exactly. more what he's like it's just a day but yeah like somebody took time out of their day to not only say something but possibly get him something and like it's, it's it's weird to him
1: yeah and he definitely doesn't seem like the type that wants to share details of his personal life to ask people to do nice things for him he doesn't like asking for help ever. Right. so. Or in this for case, compassion. Yeah, or anything like that. So I'm assuming that's part of it as well. So um Dr. Bergen does successfully remove the tumor with uh, Cameron's help, but he's angry about it because he knows that the uh, tumor was shrunk and he says, you know, you're lucky I didn't close up the patient right then and there, and if this ever happens again, that's exactly what I'm going to do. Um So... Uh, after the surgery, we see Chase talking to Luke uh, about the fact that um, Lucy's going to need some chemo just to be sure they get everything. And if there's anything left over, they need to be able to get rid of it. Um, And he tells him, hey, you know, it's okay for you to take a break. It's okay um, for you to live a little bit for yourself. And you're not going to be able to make sure that she doesn't have alcohol. If that's what's going on, you're not going to be able to take it entirely upon yourself to make sure she's healthy. But um, Luke points out fairly that Chase would probably do the same thing, which again, this sort of, to me, um, says that something may have happened. We know that uh, Chase's mother died, um, so he may be seeing some of himself with uh, Luke in terms of caring for a sick mom. Um, and,
0: in, and growing up too fast. and Yeah,
1: yeah Growing absolutely. up with
0: alcoholic parents is something
1: yeah for Uh, sure
0: yeah also hi mom proud of you for being sober for like a little over a year
1: yeah that's awesome yeah (laughs) um so at this point i'm in therapy it's fine (laughs) yeah at this point we see child services shows up and here comes trina wyatt um (sighs) she says uh luke's underage he's in a bad living environment and he needs to come with them um i'm sure we'll talk about it a little bit more but She just seems super disinterested and cold and doesn't really seem to be all that sympathetic or empathetic to how hard this is going to be for Luke. The way she
0: comes into this. And also, okay, aside from Luke being in a, a hard situation, period, now he's just been through all this stuff. He just found out his mom has cancer. She's been in the hospital. Like, they've thought she was dying a million times. And she comes in with no empathy. It I hate well, and especially
1: it. For, for Luke in his situation caring for his mom. She's obviously gonna need a whole lot more care now and now they're saying, Oh nope, you can't be there to care for. Her. Yeah. Great, okay, so is my mom gonna die by herself or something? Like, like it's horrible. She comes in and she's like, Oh, Luke, okay, we hear you're in a bad environment. We're just here to help. We're just here to help. We're just here to help. Don't make this harder than it needs to I be. Hate it. Like she is the fucking worst
0: also there's a really great podcast called do no harm if you haven't listened to it um it's gonna make you really angry so just a heads up but it's it's really good
1: we'll talk a little bit about that at the end because i have opinions too (laughs) (laughs) um so luke thinks house called cps on him but it's obvious uh by the look on house's face that it wasn't him um so because of this he thinks lucy doesn't actually have schizophrenia Um, Because in his mind, her ability to make a selfless decision, a very rational selfless decision for someone else's well-being points to her mental functioning being, you know, outside the realm of schizophrenia. Um, I think that's a big assumption, because again, with like schizophrenia... Is
0: it Foreman that argues like... Or is it? Who who is it that argues? You know, oh, she had a moment of rationality that doesn't Wilson, exclude it. Yeah,
1: Wilson says, oh, she. You know, they can be rational, but House says, oh, it's for the small things, though. What what do I want to wear, or what do we want to eat? Um, not you know, the entire well being of someone else, the long term ramifications of it. They don't have that ability. Which again, schizophrenia. It's a spectrum. <laughs> yeah, if if you are having an an episode and you're untreated. Um, that can make it really difficult to make rational decisions. But there's plenty of people who suffer from schizophrenia who could make a decision like that, like a selfless act. You know, just because you have schizophrenia doesn't mean you wouldn't be able to, you know, throw yourself in front of a car to save someone or something like that. Like, it's not outside the realm of it's also, normalcy. This
0: is really sad to me because she could have done this at any point, right? Um, So to me, this is like, she's giving up. Like, she is, she thinks she's dying, is, is now that how she's got I cancer. read this.
1: She was in the room when they were talking right. about her future yeah. treatment, too. And
0: so that's, you know, she could have done this before. She had the ability to think, although they did say the schizophrenia meds made her worse, actually, um, as far as thinking. But she she could have had these thoughts before, but she's having them now, which just, ma- it makes me think that she's, she's like, all right, he officially has no future if he stays with me and trying to care for me, so I'm. And if he, I'm giving him this freedom. Yeah, like and if he, if, if he stays fun.
1: with me and I end up dying, that's going to do something to him. But if I take that choice out of his hands, mm-hmm. he won't feel responsible for what happens to me. Yeah, uh, or as responsible, I guess. So that's a good point. um He thinks they found out that, uh like you said, when they took her off the psych meds, she actually got better. Uh, in terms of her ability to um, function and um, have Thank some lucidity you. and all of that. So he thinks that she got passed around to a bunch of different doctors who tried to diagnose her, and one of them landed on an answer, which he thinks was the wrong one, of schizophrenia. And the reason her med treatment didn't work is because they were treating her for something she didn't have, which obviously ends up being right by the end. But there's a, there's a big discussion of, of that. Uh, coming up. Uh, I tried. Okay, so um House tries contacting Lucy's previous doctors after reading through Luke's notebook on on her past uh, doctors appointments and treatments and what they told him and all of that stuff. Um but none of them seem to be willing to talk to him because it's it's super late when he starts making these calls. Uh fun little facts. Um the second phone call he makes, he tries to fake a British accent. House tries to fake a British accent, but it's actually just Hugh Laurie's real accent. Yep.
0: That's the only time he does a British accent on the show. And I it's not even
1: I... not even an accident. 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 It's not even an accident, which also makes sense. <laughs> <laughs> really, he's doing an American accent accent. Why can't I say accent? Jeez. The entire show. Um so he ends up going in uh the next day to talk to his team, and he points out that depending on what symptoms you're showing and all that each and every doctor you go to and each and every specialist you go to is going to land on a different diagnosis. Which
0: we've talked about. Yes. Actually, I talked about that the first episode.
1: Yes. Um, he thinks that since she went into a psychiatrist, they landed on schizophrenia and didn't pursue it any further. Um, he wants to see what else presents with similar symptoms to schizophrenia that may not be that. Um, Cameron suggests porphyria, And then she suggests Wilson's disease, um, which could potentially line up because uh, Lucy had an appointment with an ophthalmologist to get her eyes checked, but she didn't keep it. Um, Wilson's presents with cataracts, so it may have been messing with her vision. Um, They end up going in to confirm it by looking at her eyes to try to find uh, Kaiser Flesher rings, Mm -hmm. and they see them, so they confirm the diagnosis. So let's talk about all that fun stuff.
0: I feel like we should have been keeping track of who gets the correct diagnosis.
1: Just a tally. I
0: feel like Cameron gets it a lot. Yeah, she does. Or at least the closest. Um, So porphyria is a grouping of liver disorders, um, and porphyrins build up in the system. So porphyria. Um, The... Yeah, like, you can have mental changes, you can get some anxiety and confusion, you can end up with hallucinations and paranoia, um, but mostly it's going to be, like, constipation, nausea, muscle pain, stuff like that, so not really fitting in there. Let's talk about Wilson's disease.
1: Yeah. That's
0: what she has. So, this is about four in 100,000 people end up with this. It is also known as um, hepatolenticular degeneration yeah
1: i like wilson's disease more
0: yeah so if you break that down and look at the latin of it it makes sense as as to what it's dealing with but um i would also like to point out that this can be passed on so luke could have it and they don't like tell him that or i of course they don't show everything i'm just saying like they don't bring it up it can cause permanent brain damage it can cause permanent liver damage you get the kaiser Flesher rings they show these as being copper colored um they are caused by a buildup of copper.
1: So that's what Wilson's disease is like. The body's yes. building up copper. Yes. Okay. Yeah.
0: Um, it it basically just causes you to accumulate too much copper in your organs. So because it's not being eliminated properly. Um, okay. The rings are actually more of like a grayish, maybe green. They're so they're not actually copper more like,
1: colored. More like Statue of Liberty, less like a penny. Yes. Okay, we'll go
0: with that. Um, normally, you're going to start seeing symptoms between the ages of like 12 to 23, but they can show up earlier or later than that. You're going to see things like swelling, fatigue, abdominal pain, um, uncontrolled movements. You can get psych symptoms, like schizophrenic type symptoms, psychosis, delusions, but that's a really rare manifestation. Okay. So once again, we're seeing, yes, that is a possibility, but they basically chose the
1: most extreme example. Yeah,
0: exactly. This is already a rare disease, and then they were like, let's take really rare symptoms of it and make it about that. Um, so I'm going to talk just a titch about treatment. I'm just going to kind of put what, what we're going to put her on here. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm, but then I do want to talk about the cost of this treatment later. So when you're looking at treatment, you're going to get medications that are going to let your organs release the copper. Um, into the bloodstream. And then once it's in the bloodstream, it should go through the kidneys and get eliminated, which should have happened in the, in the first place. You're going to be
1: pissing pennies. <laughs>
0: yeah. Um, if you have this and don't get treated, it's got a life expectancy of about 40 years old.
1: Well, she's 38, so mm-hmm. she's close. She
0: also didn't start showing symptoms until like pretty late, so maybe, you know, Maybe a little bit but longer. Whatever. Um, all right, so I'm going to talk about three main Uh, medications here penicillamine um, this is a chelating agent and it's got some pretty serious side effects you can have kidney problems, skin problems um, bone marrow issues you can actually have worsening of neurological symptoms Um, and it it makes B6 not work Hmm. also so you'll end up having to take a supplement of that if you're on this which isn't necessarily expensive so it's um, I'm going to call this one by its, its brand name, uh, serprene. So it's Trientine, but serprene is the, is the brand. Um, I'm going to call it by that because it's pretty much the only one out there and we'll talk about the generic of it in just a minute. So it works a lot the same, but has like fewer side effects, but neurological symptoms can still get worse from this. And a lot of times you're put on both of these at the same time. Oof. And then we've got zinc acetate. Um, This is going to prevent your body from absorbing copper as you eat. So this is kind of like maintenance because you don't want the copper to build up again, right? Yeah. So like,
1: it's like you get it's like high cholesterol. You get that under control by taking medicines, but you you also have a low diet, right? So
0: from what I was looking at, um, a lot of times you end up on these meds for life as far as the ciprine and penicillamine, um, you know, maybe you go down to a lower dose, but like you don't always get zinc or sometimes they put you on zinc for life. Also, there's like zinc therapy that's being looked into where you're, you get this, um, but it's also like, you're going to have to take it multiple times a day, probably when you eat, right. Cause you're going to take it and then eat and then it's going to keep your body from absorbing the copper. Yeah. Right. Um, So whatever
1: copper's in the food, the zinc's going to block it, or I guess maybe bind to it, so it... Yeah. Okay.
0: So some things that we're going to see, um, symptoms of Wilson's disease. Uh, I talked a little bit about a few of them, of the fatigue, lack of appetite, which she's only eating burgers. Um, you can get jaundice, you're going to have those Kaiser Flesher rings, um, fluid buildup in the legs and abdomen, problems with speech, swallowing, physical coordination, uncontrolled movements, muscle stiffness, scarring of the liver, also known as cirrhosis. Um it like damage is being done to your liver because of the excess copper Mm -hmm. and then it's trying to heal making more scars right so that's where that's going to come from you can also end up with liver failure um tremors which they mentioned a little bit uh you can have problems with the kidneys um psychological problems obviously um and then blood problems as well so we're seeing pretty much we're seeing pretty much all of these in her. She got every symptom in the damn book, it would seem, except for, like, jaundice. Um, so, yeah, she got a little unlucky with that. There are some really interesting stories of people with Wilson's disease. Um, there's an Olympic athlete that got diagnosed in 2006. There's also, like, a 19-year-old girl that found out she had it, and she um, her symptoms were really interesting. She pretty much always appeared drunk like, just trash, slurring and stumbling and, like, all sorts that of stuff. The, and the way
1: and neurologically... And
0: they, mm-hmm, they did finally diagnose her. So, yeah, it can it can manifest in a few different ways.
1: That's interesting.
0: So, yeah, all I have left to talk about is treatment pricing, so get out what you need to because I'm going to get angry.
1: Well, I was going to say, um, with all of her, her symptoms, like, especially the, the blood problems that I mentioned, that would uh, say why or at least be a part of why she formed a DVT, but her diet Absolutely oh, yeah. her lack of appetite led to her having malnourishment, which led to or further complicated yeah, an already all sorts complicated of stuff going thing. On. So um that's good to know. At, at first until you explained that I thought, well, she had like three things going on, but nope. Wilson's kinda covers all, everything.
0: Yeah, it can it can pretty much fuck up your entire body.
1: <laughs> Woof. Um so uh her treatment seems to work. Um we see, you know, through montage. Uh, that she's getting treated, and at the end of it, she looks fairly normal. She's reading her book. She seems lucid. Um, She ends up getting discharged, and Luke is there to pick her up. Um, As uh, they're leaving Luke Encounter's house, and while Lucy is super thankful, Luke is still mad at him, uh, believing that he was the one who reported him to CPS. Uh, Based on the look on Lucy's face and conversations that they had earlier, um it seems Lucy is the most likely one to have called. I I had this yeah, theory or suspicion I, that Chase I, might have
0: House looked at the phone records.
1: And he said it came from her room. Yeah. But Chase could have made that call too. I, I do think it was Lucy. I, I do I in the end. Lucy. But with the way Chase interacted and all that, I think you could make an argument that maybe he was the one that called. Um, or maybe pushed her to or yeah, yeah, something like that. Okay. Um and so, uh, while Luke believes it was House, House doesn't reveal Lucy's secret and just lets him go on believing that. Um, saying, you know, I just wanted to get rid of you. Uh, you guys are boring now, so, you know, made that call. Um, so that that's just kind of the, uh, the end of the episode there. Um, so yeah, let's talk about those uh, pricings and then we'll get into some character development and general okay. discussion.
0: So I do want to point out that um, she still needs a new liver, so maybe she can get on the transplant list now that she's not mentally ill.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, also, like I said, Luke could have it and needs to get tested for this. Um, it'd be better to catch it early, obviously. And she would probably still have some brain issues, which they act like, oh, you're just completely better. You're but good to go. if
1: there's damage done, there's damage done. Yeah, so. so
0: just want to point those out. Okay, so the average daily dose... Of the cyprene, cyprene is a thousand milligrams a day.
1: Ooh, that's a okay. that's a lot, man.
0: The current price per two hundred and fifty milligram capsule is two hundred dollars.
1: So eight hundred dollars a day.
0: Um, the coopamine, the other one, mm-hmm. for a two hundred and fifty milligram top tab- eh, tablet. Is about $60 a day. So just the cyprene I don't know how to start, I'll be honest. Is a, about $300,000 a year.
1: Which is already nuts.
0: This is as of 2014 because they got bought out. Before that, the original company sold it for about a dollar a pill.
1: Of course. I... Some Martin Skrelly. Pharma boy decided, ah, we're the only ones selling it. Let's jack up the price.
0: I hate it. So then in 2018, um, and this, you know, again, this isn't taking into account any of the other supplements. And if she's doing zinc therapy, it's. She still needs chemo. (laughs) Right. Oh, what? Cancer? I forgot about that. Who knows if any of this interacts? Yeah. Like, ugh. Um, so in twenty that was in twenty fourteen that they got bought out and all these prices went crazy. In twenty eighteen, um, MetaFarm decided to produce a generic of the penicillamine, um, and it went from. Wait, I can't read my own notes. Hold on. Okay, Meta MetaFarm. Well, I don't I don't want to mess up. Um, so they were producing Meta. Yeah, Meta is producing the penicillamine, mm-hmm. and it increased its price as well. Is okay. where is where I was going with that. Sorry, um, not it's not as ridiculous. It's like thirty dollars a tablet, but like that doesn't sound ridiculous because we're comparing it to this other one that's two hundred dollars a fucking tablet. Anyways, okay, so in twenty eighteen, they came out with a generic version of the Seraprine
1: mm-hmm.
0: um, at the same fucking price. Great. Yeah, literally, like, there was all this stuff, all... These people were so excited, right? Because we can have... We can actually have our medication and maybe, like, not die. And then when they actually came out with it and they were like, here's the pricing, it's essentially a drop in the bucket less.
1: And, I mean, this is around the same time where there was an uproar about, again, Martin Shkreli and his whole company jacking up the prices of stuff like insulin and stuff like that. So... Why? Why farm pharmaceutical companies look at that and they're like, "Hey, we should get on board the outrage train too and be a target for." I don't understand all of this. I yeah.
0: But again, your medication's ridiculous, and there's not a generic.
1: Not available here, at least.
0: Right. Uh, we could, we could go to another country and get yeah. it for nothing.
1: Yeah, in India or something like that, right. it'd probably be a lot cheaper.
0: Well, and we've talked a little bit about this before, but you know, this is a pretty rare disease, and so there's not.
1: There's not competition to come up with something. Yeah,
0: and there's not a bunch of people saying, like, hey, you need to do something about this or we're going to type of thing.
1: Yeah, and, I mean, we need to point out the fact, too, that she's on welfare. know, mm-hmm. She's on disability right now, so the likelihood of her getting all of this medication paid for.
0: And I believe Wilson's disease does still qualify you for disability, mm-hmm. Um, but that doesn't necessarily mean that they're going to pay, like, all these treatments, especially when she's already going to have to have chemo and everything. And we're still, like, again, she still needs a liver transplant, and her son might have it. There's a lot going on here, and this fucking episode is just like, oh. It's so sweet. She's
1: all better now. Bye.
0: Yeah, your son's back. Everybody's happy. You're not about to be completely fucked.
1: All right. Well, let's get into some, uh, little character development here. Okay, so, uh, house, um... We find out that uh, he is very interested in people with severe mental disorders in particular. Um, He just thinks they're more interesting people, even though uh, they don't have the same grasp of rationality and reality that a more mentally healthy person would have. Um, I think he just sees it as a more difficult puzzle, which makes it all the more intriguing for him. Um, We see, as we pointed out, that he doesn't seem to keep track of his birthday. Um, I'm not sure if he either intentionally doesn't tell people about it or he's just so disinterested in it that he just forgets completely. It could be both. Yeah. I mean, he, whenever she says it, he's like, oh, oh yeah. Okay. Like he, he doesn't seem like, yeah, I know. I didn't want to tell anyone. He he just, he's like, oh yeah. Cause I guess at this point in his life, he's shut himself off from so many people that he, like you said, doesn't seem to care to share that information. I mean, information. Birthdays really don't matter much. Yeah, so. especially when you get, as you get older. I, I still think there's something to be said about having fun on the day, but I, yeah. I will say they feel a lot different as you as you get older. Um, we also see he is willing to let um, patient family members or maybe even patients uh, despise him if it means that they live healthy. Um right or if they uh, are able to maintain a relationship with their family. In this case, it's not his patient who hates him it's his patient's son, but he's not going to interfere with that because he knows if Luke finds out it was Lucy who called, that's going to cause strain, and they're mm-hmm. already going to deal with a lot of that. Yeah, so he's
0: willing to take that on.
1: Yeah. Um, we see that Chase clearly has some history with, um, it seems, sick parents. Um, I think alcoholism his mom. specifically. And because, alcoholism, yes.
0: Um, like, him and Foreman have a little bit of a conversation where uh, Foreman he, says, like, oh, did you watch someone stumble down that road?
1: Yeah, and he points out that, okay, well, just because I'm rich doesn't mean we're immune to right. um, disorders and, and mental problems mm-hmm. and stuff like that. Money doesn't a, protect you from that kind of stuff. Great point. Yeah. Um, Cameron... Uh, we see she's just been continuing to do house's paperwork and sort his of mail, so she's still um, being very studious and helping she out and all of that.
0: Also, doesn't object to shrinking the tumor and assist on that operation without telling the surgeon, which I thought was interesting.
1: That's kind of a a, a forward movement for her because she's in previous episodes very much been the uh,
0: goody two shoes. Yeah,
1: the moral compass for mm-hmm. everyone to try to point them to do the right thing, but. I think in this case, maybe with Lucas in particular, she sees it and is like, I don't I don't want to put them in a bad spot. This is the right thing to well, and do. and
0: also, like, Wilson being in on it, I wonder if that...
1: Kind of calms her nerves, because yeah. she seems to respect his judgment mm-hmm. a lot. Um, speaking of, uh, Wilson, despite um, being House's friend, doesn't know when House's birthday is. <laughs> um, doesn't surprise cause me. Because at the very end of the episode, he says, isn't your birthday around this time? Um so uh apparently they're not close enough to uh do anything like that together enough so that I mean, I Wilson think would know. He just
0: doesn't do anything, so it's yeah. I don't
1: know. Yeah. Maybe it's been so long that they've done it that Wilson just doesn't yeah. recognize it anymore. And then uh with Cuddy, we continue to see that she is willing to let House do unethical things um in order to help his patients. She doesn't tell Dr. Bergen about the tumor uh, being shrunk. So that's kind of the the bigger developments for all of that. So now we can get into some uh, final discussion stuff. What you got? Um, some of it we kind of already talked about, the whole alcoholism thing. I don't think, I don't get the feeling that she was an alcoholic, but it also seems very likely that she was drinking without Luke's knowledge.
0: Oh, I wanted to throw out there, um, alcohol makes Wilson's disease way worse. Mm. Because your liver's already fucked, so...
1: Yeah,
0: it's, it's not a good thing to do. So if she was drinking extra, it, it wasn't helping.
1: Yeah, for sure. I mean,
0: maybe it was helping. Like maybe it was helping her brain calm down, or but high... it's
1: hurting your body worse, kind of thing. Right. And alcohol messes with your blood as well. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, it that...
0: interacts with a lot of medications. So depending on what she was on, yeah, it, it wasn't a good idea.
1: Um, we kind of talked about it before, as far as going <clears throat> to see a particular type of specialist. I got a frog in my throat. <laughs> wow,
0: that was an obnoxious <clears throat> noise.
1: It wasn't good. I'm back. <laughs> <laughs> um wow, that was a good noise too. Uh so with um a specific rare type of disease like that, a really bad one, and especially one that has a lot of uh, symptom overlap with other problems, um you can get passed around for months and years before you land on the correct diagnosis. And it didn't help in this case that, you know, with her DVT and all that specifically for her, oh, she's too young for that. Um, Doctors tend to see, or many doctors tend to see what they either want to see or to confirm um, a theory or something like that. So not saying they're not doing their jobs, but that... If you go to um, a GI doctor, they're going to look for something related to your intestines right. and how they function. That's just how they work. And they kind of have to work on sometimes on assumptions and all of that because they, Especially
0: if she was unable to communicate, clearly. Yeah.
1: They don't have the um, knowledge or the tools to look in other places. They um, see enough patients that uh, trying to figure out, you know, really, really dig in like House's team does. yeah um, They're not looking have time for horses, for not zebras. Exactly. They're they're looking for Occam's razor, the simplest answer, yeah. which uh, you know the ER doctor landed on. Oh, she's an alcoholic, and that's what's going on. Period. Not even
0: before that, the psychiatrist saw schizophrenia, and she did yeah. have symptoms of schizophrenia. So,
1: and they once they land on something that makes sense, they may not pursue it further, even if treatment doesn't work or if. uh, some other confounding symptoms show up, they might be like, oh, that's unrelated.
0: Well, and that's, again, she has a 15-year-old taking care of her, and so they're like, schizophrenia, here's these meds, and he can see, like, oh, this isn't curing the schizophrenia, but it's not supposed to. It's supposed to treat it. Yeah. And so he, I feel like, didn't have the knowledge, rightfully so, to be able to take a step back and say, like, maybe this isn't right. Yeah. Because this shouldn't be still going this way.
1: Yeah, Exactly. And with, uh, with that, I mean, I, I was thinking about, um, your problems growing up too with, with your back. Like yeah. they looked at you and said, Oh no, that can't be it.
0: Right. You're too young for this because I have the disease of a fucking 80 year old. Yeah, exactly.
1: Yeah. So you probably went and saw a lot of people, had mm-hmm. a lot of people not believe you until you found that one who did Yes, and landed on the right answer. Um, I feel like it would be especially hard for someone on welfare to do this, Um, but in the American healthcare system, it's super hard too, because, you know, maybe you need to see a bunch of different specialists, or maybe you need to see the same kind of doctor, but just a different one, and and they're out of network.
0: Getting out of this, you know, she is going to need chemo, and she's going to need a liver transplant, and she's going to have these special drugs, and she's probably still going to be on anticoagulants and like so she's yeah she's going to have a bunch of specialists and like who knows if she's actually going to have access to that or not Exactly. And if Luke does end up having it, yeah, you know, what's what's that road going to look like for him?
1: Yeah. This I mean, why the healthcare system really sucks cuz when in this case in particular, I think when money is a factor in finding out the right answer, when your insurance doesn't want to cover your visit or your treatment or you know, maybe a doctor lands on an answer that makes sense, but your your insurance isn't willing to pay for the treatment right. for it. So good, you got an answer, can't do anything about it. Yeah, there's um, a lot that goes into it. There's just, there's a whole lot of, of problems there. Um, and again, doctors are doing the best they can with the tools they have. They're trying to find the right answer. Um, but oftentimes you will need to see someone else or an extra person. Maybe there's a bunch of moving pieces that you got to piece together. It might be rare, but you may even have multiple things going on. Right. You know. Um, she does. So. Yeah. If it quacks like a duck, maybe it is a duck, but there's a lot of different types of ducks. So. Platypus. Yes. Sure. All right. Anything else? Uh. Yeah, the CPS stuff. Oh, oh my god. <laughs> so this is a tough topic to tackle. Ta, 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 ta. Um. On the one hand, there's a. Uh, obvious and strong argument for the necessity for cps to remove children from dangerous situations dangerous living conditions but there's also a very strong argument to be made about the danger of removing someone from yeah. a familial situation especially at a young age
0: it's one of those if this if it goes correctly it can be great
1: it can be an amazing thing but, but... if
0: how often does that actually happen and where are these resources coming from and why aren't there enough of them and
1: yeah and even when it does go well we even when it's a a good situation where you really are removing them from a dangerous uh life-threatening situation the way you do it is so important too because that is traumatizing to a kid to be you know pulled away from their parents arms even if there's abuse there and all that kind of stuff um that happening can have a lasting effect There's on ways kids to go about it. and this particular agent in this episode had none of that. Yeah. Um, and we, we just, uh, we talked about that, um, other podcast earlier. What was it called? Do no harm. Do no harm. Um, that yeah. one talks about, uh, it's a really fascinating case. I, I don't want to get too into it, but it is really heartbreaking too. And sort of reveals that, um, CPS can make mistakes, and I would argue a lot of those mistakes are based on being understaffed and yeah. underpaid and overworked. Yeah. If you don't have enough time... The stuff
0: slips through the cracks.
1: Yeah, if you don't have enough time to review all of the relevant details and facts, if you are dealing with so many cases that you can't really give any of them the attention they need...
0: But it also gets into loopholes and, like, the legal system and laws and, like... You know, them not even being told that there was a fucking emergency, like, court appointment. And they had somebody speak on their behalf, and they never even knew about it. And that lawyer got pulled in five minutes before and knew nothing about the case. There's so much that goes into it that, oh, that podcast will piss you off.
1: (laughs) Yeah, there's there's so many things. And And that happens. And it sucks because on the... Again, I, I... I feel like they do a pretty good job in the podcast of not making CPS out to be villains. Um, you want to be angry with them and mad at them and all of that. And I was, but at the same time, every time uh, something would come up, I would be like, this wouldn't have happened if, if that agent hadn't been overworked, if that public defender had, hadn't had, you know, 30 other cases they were reviewing at the time. Um, If they have resources and time and workers to be able to handle all that stuff, then they'd be in a better position to make sure if they were doing something that traumatic, it was really important.
0: I do want to throw in there, too, that, um, and this is obviously personal opinion, but um, not related to the the do-no-harm case, but this takes us right back to legal abortions, in my opinion. Um, And just, you know, the... Birth control being accessible and being affordable, um, and being properly taught, and it it all goes together because people want these unwanted children to be born. I hate to to phrase it that way, but sometimes that's really what it is. Is you know they're they're going to be bought up brought up in poverty or without good parental figures and without resources, and then they can end up in systems like this, and then it just keeps going. And I. I hate it so much and it's just causing so much unnecessary trauma. Not well, that there still wouldn't be like those issues if everything was just legalized and and well moderated, but
1: well, I think and, it all goes together. And talking about that as well, like so many advocates for pro birth, I guess, or whatever are arguing, "Oh, you can just put up that kid for adoption and you can just do that." Look they at act the like, <laughs> yeah, they look like they act like people are just lined up out the door to adopt any kid that needs to be adopted. The fact is a lot of the time that doesn't happen. You know, you want the kid to be a good fit for your family right. if you've already got kids or or whatever. I mean, there's or you
0: don't want one that came from, you know, a mentally ill parent or a a rapist father or like there's
1: Yeah, you don't you and it sucks. It really sucks for the kids, too, because they can't help that that's their parentage. <laughs> they didn't parentage. Have to be born. Yeah, so um, the ability to access that kind of stuff, the birth control and uh, legal abortion and all of that. Um, you know, didn't... in this case, in, in like a CPS case, if you're going to force a person to have a kid that they don't want and and then not give them
0: the resources
1: and then send them to jail for negligence or child endangerment or something because they forced you to have a child that you didn't want to have
0: it's just a fucking circle and i i hate it so much yeah and then they're raised in a system where maybe they don't have access to the same things and then
1: here we go again cycle repeats so on that happy note that's a real great note to end on cool um yeah, hopefully. I mean, this one should be out mid-January, somewhere around there.
0: I don't know. Times irrelevant. Uh, yeah. Happy New Year!
1: Definitely glad we uh we recorded a bunch in advance because <sighs> it's this holiday it's hard season to has been. Yeah, it's it's hard to record every week uh, during the holidays, especially and you know December is a super busy, busy, busy month. But uh,
0: thanks we'll, for being here. Yeah. Thanks for listening.
1: Absolutely, we'll keep drop
0: us a line. Our uh, Instagram is housekeeping.podcast.
1: Mm-hmm. Do us a line. Perfect. Um, do a line for us exactly, and uh if you have any comments, questions about the William Butler Yeats poem or any information you just want that to we done, Yeats again Yeats uh anything like that, please uh drop us a comment or email or whatever. Slide into our d m and Ooh. uh we will catch you next time okay, bye bye.